Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and today we're breaking down all the prop bets and sweet, sweet action that you can get on the Taylor Made Skins game. And to do that, let me welcome in my partner in crime. It's Greg Ducharme. What up, Greg? Oh, man, this is exciting. This is kind of like back to the, the old days. Just you and me cranking out some a little preview, a little betting show. I, I miss these days. I love having everybody together, but this gives me a little hope. It feels like our schedule is getting back to normal. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, we're just we're just looking through the odds. We're going through it now. We we uh, we missed you in the last episode, so I at least want to take your temperature here. How how excited are you that there are going to be four PGA Tour golfers on a course on Sunday uh, for our viewing pleasure? I'm I'm extremely excited. Uh, I will definitely be watching. Um, you know, the interesting thing is. These kind of matches, this is a charity event. So there's a live element that that hikes it up a little bit. There's also Seminole, which hikes it up for me. Yeah. You got Rory, you got big names in there. But at the same time, like during this time, I've enjoyed watching some old reruns of golf tournaments, watching uh, an old version of, of the Masters. The PGA Championships they're playing, uh, especially on CBS this week, to me are, are fantastic. Um, you know, watching the 2018 PGA at Bell Reeve again will be extremely exciting. So I, I think this is exciting. It's not quite what it'll be on June 11th when we have a real PGA Tour event, but this is, um, I would say it's, it's very warm. I'm not necessarily over the moon about it though. <laughs> yeah. June 11th will be, uh, the Super Bowl, but this right. is, this is a great little appetizer. This, this is now, cool. uh, yeah, we're, we're so excited about it at the first cut. We're actually going to do a reaction pod after everything goes down on Sunday. So make sure to tune in to that. But for today, there's actually like the sports books are dying to get some bets out here, Greg. So I, I've got props that we'll go through and we'll discuss if there's a, a certain strategy, if you would like to place a wager on this uh, driving relief skins game. But let's talk through the format a little bit first, Greg. Um, because this is very important if you're going to make a wager and it's the way that these whole, the value of each hole goes up throughout the, uh, the length of the, of the event. Extremely important element to this. So, uh, again, as we discussed, we, we've known this for a while, it's going to be better ball of two skins, yep. um, two on two Rory and DJ versus Wolf and Fowler. That's nothing new right. holes one through six will be worth $50,000 skins yep. format. I don't know if I said that already. If I didn't, I apologize. Um, seven through 16 will be a hundred thousand dollars. 17 is 200,000 and 18 is 500,000. So there's a pretty significant increase when you go from uh, basically 17 to 18, as you go through, these are significant increases, not just because the value changes. The difference between a hundred thousand and $200,000 may seem 
you know, it may be hard to, to really fathom what that difference is. But when you combine some of the possibilities, some of the ways that this kind of spikes and, and this can build in, in value, you're going to get some really valuable skins later on in the tournament. You are, and um, you mentioned it's it's better ball, and we've been having the discussion around terminology. So just so we're all clear, everyone's going to play their own ball, and uh, each team will take the lowest score out of the the partnership uh, to to use as their team score. Uh, additionally, because it is skins, they will carry over, Greg. Uh, so if the first four holes are all halved, the $200,000 worth of skins will carry over to hole five. Hole five will now be worth $250,000. So what we were talking about before we went live is it's kind of important when you win skins, like at what point, like you, you could win uh, more skins, but not win more money. Absolutely. And that's how it's, that's how it's decided. Whoever wins the most money at the end wins. And as you go through some of these prop bets here, whoever has more money at the end of the prop bet is the winner. So you kind of get into this scenario where, man, I mean, skins as a format in general is, I would say the, the least predictive of your ability as there is. If you and I and Jacob all go play, I may have a much a significantly lower handicap than you. But in a skins format, it has a funny way of leveling the playing field because it's uh, like a two-tie, all-tie type format. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, DJ and Rory hit it to eight feet on number one, and they both miss. And Rory and Wolf spray it and end up – one of them makes a 30-footer for par, and it's a tie, and it's a carryover. And it can go like that for holes and holes and holes, and then all of a sudden – Matthew Wolf from the trees hit, hits this miracle shot close. I could tell you a quick story, personal story about a skins game I played in once. Uh, and I was playing very, very well. I was definitely winning at the point when we got to the eighth hole. I was playing at a course where eight and nine were par fives. I'm the longest player in the group. No doubt about it. I'm, I considered myself at the time, the best player in the group. And I was playing the best in the group. Get to number eight. And I hit my ball just left of the green in two, chip it up there close for a tap and birdie. And somebody on somebody else on the other team makes an eagle. So I lose a pretty a pretty big skin. And now at this point we're about even in the money. You get to number nine, another par five, and it, there's kind of a hill. So I get it over the hill. I'm going to be the only one who can go for it in two. I'm licking my chops because this is a big this this is a big one. And all of a sudden. I hit it again, just left of the green, all, all the green to work with. It's going to be an easy birdie. This guy that we nicknamed Get Up Larry, because he comes <laughs> up short on every – Larry – Oh, so up, every time he hits it, you yell, Get Up, Larry. Get Up. Get Up. So we <laughs> called him Get Up Larry. Okay. Well, Get Up Larry's in the right rough with a right pin, this crazy green. He has no shot. And all of a sudden, I see it's getting dark. I see this ball, a colored ball. He's playing some – crazy colored ball of it course. lands like right in the hill peels over this corner trickles onto the green and goes in for eagle and he would skin and they win all the money and i lost about 190 dollars in like a such a low uh, such a low um stakes kind of a skins game and it was i was like this is not my style of game Unless I'm playing with tour players, and so, and I can be get up, Larry. <laughs> well, I think the moral of the story is exactly uh, the way I think you should approach this betting card. Is I think you need to embrace the variance of golf. 
some of these prop bets we're going to talk through are something like who's going to win the first hole. Let's jump into that one. Who's going to win the first, it says the first skin, so not technically the first hole. The first skin, Rory and DJ are small favorites, minus 130. Ricky and Wolf are uh, plus 110. This, this is almost, uh, let's be clear here, uh, I don't know who's going to win the first skin. It could be anybody. Uh, you, uh, embracing the variance, which is kind of the, you know the get up Larry story, is is important here. So in something as seemingly random as this, obviously Rory and DJ are the better team. Uh, I'm going to lean towards the underdog and the plus money on a lot of these, Greg. I think it's a it's a very fair strategy. Uh, I almost wonder if throughout the entirety of all these prop bets, do you just bet the plus money? Do you bet the underdog and understand that you're going to take a couple of hits, but you're probably going to win a little more when you win. And if it plays out to be somewhat even, you're going to do okay. It, whereas if you bet all the favorites, it, uh, the, the same isn't necessarily going to be true. So uh, I think that's an interesting strategy. But the first one especially – is interesting, not not just because it's a skins game, but because of the situation we're in. We haven't seen these guys. We could yeah. go through a whole stats breakdown on all four of these players, and, but it's it's useless at this point. It's almost like a fresh start after this long of a layoff. So who's going to come out in good form? Who's Is somebody going to come out flat? Have they been practicing? I assume a little bit, but how serious are they? Uh, are they taking it as far as preparation goes? Is, is it the same preparation it would be for a PGA tour event? I, there's no way to know. So um, that makes it all the more confusing. I would think over a long period of time, you can lean towards the favorite in this one, but the closer you get to the start of this match, I think the more variance it is. And I'm with you. I, I, I like going with the underdogs early. I think that, uh, and it's interesting because the first skin might not be won until hole five. Like we, we don't know. The first five skins could be won all at the same time, which kind of leads us into our, our next one, which is the team to win holes one through six. Now, the, the more holes we get, the bigger favorites Rory and DJ become exactly what you are alluding to, Greg, and the larger underdogs that Ricky and Wolf become. So when you look at te teams to win Holes versus uh, holes one and six. Rory and DJ are minus one forty. Ricky and Wolf are plus one twenty. So both odds going in in opposite directions off of the first one. Now, here's what's interesting, Greg. The team that wins the first skin, are you just going to wh whoever you choose it to be, whichever team you choose it to be, should you just also pick the same team to win holes one through six? If you're gonna if, if you're gonna take a strategy of taking all of these prop bets, yes, I, I do think so. Again, as you mentioned, you don't know where this is gonna well, you don't know where that first skin is gonna fall. So if the first skin falls in the first uh, in, in the first two holes, well then it's open. Then the, yeah. the first skin, if it's number one, it doesn't really matter so much. If the first skin is one on number five, now the winner of that first skin is also the winner of, of number six. And I, I feel like there's probably a greater likelihood that the first skin uh, is, is also the winner of the first six. I, I'm definitely going that way. I, I think for that one, you go underdog, underdog early. I, I think a lot of these bets correlate. Um, we, we were kind of talking, I think, before we went hot that um, – it, you'd have to create okay so two parts to this i think you need to create 
a script of what you think could happen, which is, hey, I'm going to embrace volatility and I'm going to be in on Ricky and Wolf. And if I believe that, and if I think they might win the first skin, I probably should also be interested in them winning one through six. And whoever wins one through six is probably going to be the money leader after nine. Now, of course, there are scenarios in which whoever wins holes one through six is not the money leader after nine holes, but I think it's a much uh, smaller likelihood. So the way this would have to work is basically, you know, if, if, if you win the first hole in bank 50K and then you tie the next five, so now the team that won the first skin also won one through six, but now there's a five skin carryover that whoever wins the next hole is going to be the money leader after nine. Like you, like it's your brain, you have to actually think hole by hole here and get your brain to wrap, wrap around this scenario because there's without every hole being won or lost, there's a, there's more <laughs> outcomes. Yeah. It's right? so funny. Yeah. Just because of what <laughs> hole, like what hole is it? It, it doesn't yeah. matter if they're one up or what, it doesn't matter. It's just, when do you win? Um, you know, like you said, you could lose the first couple of skins and, and still win the first six by just winning one hole. You lose the first two, you're down a hundred thousand. Then the next two are tied still down a hundred thousand Win the fifth. And all of a sudden you're winning by a hundred thousand. It, it can get a little crazy, but now here's the problem with the scenario that you just kind of paint it. Like, do you, do you stick with a, a linear strategy throughout the whole, the, the entire first nine? Well, the value change coming at number seven is, uh, quite interesting all of a sudden it's going to double up so and, and number nine's in the middle of that second price range so you have a you have a potential carryover you have a potential switch the earlier that first skin is won if the first skin is won in the first hole the strategy of taking the first hole winner with the six hole winner with the nine hole winner becomes much more at risk yes right the the later on that first skin is won the better that strategy looks it's just so hard to predict so they really, I, I love the way they did this with, um, with the prop bets here with seven through 16 being a little longer than one through six, a little bit more, a uh, couple more holes in that gap. I, I think it's very interesting. So to your point, uh, if you're talking just on the first nine holes, holes one through six are worth the same amount as seven, eight, and nine. Uh, so have the number of holes, the same amount of money. So when we get to the next prop, Greg, that is the team to win holes seven through 16. This doesn't make any sense to me. And let me explain why. This is not who is going to be up after 16. This is going to be team to win holes seven through 16. Rory and DJ are now even longer odds minus 170 ricky and wolf even longer dogs 150 plus 150 why would they is it just because there's more holes that they That's, would be yep. it has to right it's not it's not where it falls in the round obviously uh but these holes are all worth the same amount one hundred thousand dollars as the first six are so i guess it must just be that this is nine holes versus six holes 
There's yeah, I think that's exactly right. So you're talking about um, nine holes versus six holes, I think is the number one reason why the odds change so much. I also do think that the fact that it's a little later in the round also has an effect. I mean, think about all the times you've seen Tiger Woods get off to a start where he makes a double bogey on the first hole and goes on to play a great round. Things early, the, there's something about the first hole where kind of like anything can happen, especially the first hole after a really long layoff, uh, the first event back, you're carrying your own bag, which is, you know, maybe a push cart. We don't know. There's a lot of unknown here. Uh, if, they, if, someone, if one of these guys has a push cart, they should lose the $500,000 <laughs> that they start with. You could not have a push cart out there. If you have a... Uh, Unless man. it's like one of those robots that follows behind you. That's acceptable. It, see, I think if somebody has a put, everybody, it's got to be all or none. If they all have push carts, it's kind of like college golf. Sometimes you'll see college golfers with push carts because it's better for your back. It's all this new physical studies. I wouldn't be surprised if you see push carts, but I, I think it has to be all or none. I will provide Twitter ridicule to whichever <laughs> guy has a push cart. So oh, I, hope, I hope none of them do because I'd hate to say something bad about Rory, but I, I hope he's carried his own back. So, I, I mean, I just, I, again, I'll hammer this point home. Those first six holes to me are the most unpredictable. When you, but what's fascinating is that seven to sixteen is just seven to sixteen. Yeah, that's very interesting because what happens if it's a carryover? You you just get the credit for the skin that you won minus the value that it picked up. I guess that's where I get a little confused. If the first oh, six crap. Five. Okay, yeah. So you're saying so you're saying if the first oh man, if the first skin is one on eight, uh does does that count towards first six and seven through sixteen or just first six? Right. Does that value does the value of the skin that's one in seven through sixteen increase, or is it just a two hundred thousand dollar skin starting at number seven? I think it has to count. I think it has to. I, I think because it is a carryover, if you get to hole number eight, that hole's worth the whole amount. So it, it would fall in seven to 16. It, it would have to count, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it should. So it almost, it does have a little bit of, I don't know, maybe it's just how, how, who has more holes. Maybe it's not money. You know what's going to be what's going to be great is um, by the time we get to seven through sixteen, and and especially in the later part of that, guys, they're going to know if they're winning or losing, and you might see the team that's trailing really kind of go on the aggressive, uh, try to carry things in too, take on much more aggressive lines, keep the foot on the pedal, and that might swing a lot of this stuff on the back. Like I think you're going to see a lot of pressing, which is going to be awesome. Are you looking in at this saying, I think maybe I go with my first first skin, first six early, and then kind of wait and see and bet a little bit live as it goes along? Or do you think the odds might fluctuate too much? Uh, good question. I, 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 would, I, I'm, I love a good live bet. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that whatever I'm betting before – will just it'll just so strongly correlate it'll just be if you win holes one through six i have you as the as the nine hole leader um the seven through 16 is a little bit different but like i'm never i'm probably not going to say you win seven through 16 but you lose the match I, i'm not like i'm not sure although it's 18 is pretty pretty valuable but you know what i mean like it's just it's well again it, it's like write a script like that it is i understand what you're saying but there's very real possibilities. You win number, let's say you win number seven and somebody had won number six. That's $200,000 win. But now you have 
you know, eight holes of $200,000 carryovers, you win seven through 16, all of a sudden, you I mean, you get to 17 and everything is on the line. You could, yeah. that scenario exists. So I, this has been designed to make the final holes matter, which is going to be great. Yes. Um, and it is going to matter. How, but the more I think about this and I, I actually am almost flipping what we were talking about before these guys also start with 500,000. So keep that in mind. Um, so it's not like you're going from a zero start at 18 being worth 500,000, but you're starting at 500,000. And if you win four holes from seven to 16 for 400,000, and now you're at 900,000, and then you won two holes between one and six, and now you're at a million, you know, like it's, the 500,000 for 18 is not worth as much because they're starting at 500,000. It's still worth a ton. It's just a little it, different. Isn't it? Aren't they just starting at, I mean, sure they have 500,000, so it'll be 550 to 500,000, but isn't that yeah. the same thing as zero? How yeah. Yes. Until yes. It's no, no, wait, no, no, it's not the same as zero, but it's even. So, so why is, how does that affect <laughs> the value of 18? Cause to me, it, it's not like you're losing money. It's okay. not like, I'll tell you how. If I had one dollar, and I gave you five hundred, if you had one dollar and I gave you five hundred thousand, I have just increased your value five hundred thousand times, right? Yeah. If you if you have five hundred thousand and I give you five hundred thousand, you have only doubled in value. Yeah. So it it is even that they're both starting with five hundred thousand, but it makes eighteen worth less, still worth a ton, but worth less because they're not starting at zero. Yeah, I see what you're saying a little bit. <laughs> I understand the value thing. But yeah. it, again, it's just that you have to have more money than the next team. Sure. Now, it, it has an effect on charities. And I, when I looked at that, I said, well, why would they? It doesn't make much sense unless you can lose money. Well, it's for charity. They want to make sure that both teams can have a little bit to donate, right? Yeah. But if you get – if you are – I don't know. I, I still think you're trying to on 18, 18's worth 500,000. You can either make up that difference or that difference can, you know, somebody can catch you with that difference. Realistically, what probably happens is they have 17 and 18 is worth 700,000 and whoever wins 18 wins this thing. That's like the most realistic outcome of this. So after the, it's interesting you say that. If somebody wins 16, 17 and 18 together, if somebody wins 16, there's a have on 17, 17 and 18 together are $700,000. Yeah. That's more than, it's more than a quarter. I mean, you're getting pretty close. There's a have on 16, you're at $900,000. You're basically half the pot in the last, on the, in the last hole, right? Because yeah. there's 2 million, there's 2 million in the pot after the 500,000 that they start with. Right. Right. It's the remaining 200, uh, the remaining 2 million. So it, it is a, it's a significant portion in the end, especially depending on what happens leading up. I mean, you could get a scenario where a $500,000 18th hole isn't enough to close the gap. If, if you went seventh or 16, it was yeah. going to be really important to me in the, in the total outcome of the match. If somebody can win, you know, 14, 15, 16, those three holes are, are critical to me. Here's, here's one I'd like, um, will any player hole out from off the green? This is, this is a pretty loaded question. Um, yes, there will be a hole out from off the green is a tiny dog plus plus one ten, 
and no, no one will hold out is minus 150. Now, this kind of, this is weird. Okay. So like when we talk about strokes gained approach and strokes gained around the green, there are some weeks, Greg, where we're like, if you're using your strokes gained around the green, like it's over, like you're cooked. Like if you guys who are firing darts to 10 feet don't have to use their around the green game. So if these guys are on fire and they're just hitting greens, the hole out would have to be like a wedge from the middle of the fairway. Uh, now if well, they're missing greens, little, little chippies, right? Little chips around the green. That's a different story. I do believe there are going to be some holes where, again, you don't know what the wind's going to do. So the wind will, the wind direction will be critical in this. Now, these guys are, we have, we have some pretty long hitters in this group. I mean, Matthew Wolf's 21st in driving distance, DJ 28th, Rory is second. Um, these guys are long hitters. And what that means is on some of these par fours, and the par five, they're going to be able to get it around the green with eagle opportunities. So I agree with you. I don't think you're going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of chipping opportunities for birdie, although you'll see some because the, the greens are crazy here. They, they are, are very sloped, and they can, the ball can get off the green with some pretty good shots. I've never played it, but that's my understanding, especially when it gets windy. You get on the wrong side of some of these slopes, and it can, it can take it all the way off the green. So there's a possibility of it, even with wedges. Um, but I think where you're really going to see the opportunities for this are on par fours where players are hitting drivers up by the green and they're inside of say 20 or 30 yards and par fives where uh, a second shot misses the green. They get a little aggressive and they have a short chip. The hard thing about this is you get that you get a 15 foot putt from the fringe. Does that count as a hole out? I assume it does. Yeah. It's on the fringe. I guess it is. That's why the odds are so close. So, but to me, I think, I think you say no on this one. I, I lean towards no because the odds are so close and it seems like it's not going to happen. I'm going to go with yes, Greg. You are. So here, here's my thought. Here's my thought. Uh, I don't know what the odds are of one out of four guys holing out or chipping in in a normal situation. But this is match play. So they are not just trying to cozy it up there within the circle of trust there are going to be situations where these guys are going to just try to hold it and if you run it by in match play it doesn't matter so i don't know if these odds are good or bad but i will say i match play it is much more likely that someone holds out than in stroke play uh i would agree to an extent Here's the, here's the challenge from a technical perspective. Now I'll get, I'll put my coach hat on here. When you try to, this happens all the time. You'll hear it on a telecast. He can hit this a little firmer and take the breakout. When you start to try to hold things and it's, you're in that situation where the next one's good. Yeah. Your perception, your ability to read greens tends to change. You see break as at, at a certain speed and speed and pace affect break dramatically. Uh, so you see, everyone will see it breaks at a speed that they typically putt at some, for some players like a Phil Mickelson, that's going to be a little bit farther past the hole. If it misses, maybe you're in the 18 inch kind of range. Uh, other players like a Ben Crenshaw likes to die the ball into the hole. He may read it like four to six inch, putt, uh, four to six inches past the hole. If it misses, when you start to change that and try to hit it faster or slower, Sometimes your perception can, uh, can you, you get more misreads. 
because you're not used to that same perception. Um, so I, I say yes and no on that. I think sometimes when guys really get aggressive and they don't care about the next one, they tend to miss more often than not. I could believe that. <laughs> I have no, I have no argument against that. How about these uh, two longest drives? Holds uh, two and fourteen. Longest drive does not have to be in the fairway. Noted. Uh, Rory and DJ are my, I don't understand this one either. Minus 250 on hole number two, but minus 275 on hole number 14. Like, uh, are they getting stronger as the round goes on? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, Wolfie and Ricky are plus 210 on hole number two and plus 235 on hole number 14. Uh, I think it's Wolf versus the other two, Greg. Um, I agree. And I'm taking the two on one in these in both of them. I don't care about the odds. You got to, I mean, look, Ricky Fowler, his average driving distance is 293 yards. He's 150th in driving distance. Now he's no short hitter. I've seen him in person. He can gear up and, and pump one out there, but I, I think Rory has a, a different gear and DJ I think has a different gear. And I think both of those guys, and Matthew Wolf's right there with him. He's averaging 310. He's only two yards longer than uh, than DJ. But, I mean, Rory, Rory's 10 yards longer than Matthew Wolf on, in his average driving distance. That's a really big advantage. And Rory's a guy who just has that gear. And he can launch. I mean, look, they're all long. But I think you got to take the two-on-one fast break here. Oh man, I really want Wolf to just un- uncoil and bomb one, but um, he's 21 years old. That's what makes this a little bit challenging. I tend to agree with you that 10, like 10 yards is a big difference in average drives. Like that's a big difference. Yeah. And if any, if they catch it, if they all catch it clean, Rory's just, Rory's just bombed it past all of them. Right. Rory's uh, best is longer than all of them. There's no doubt about it. No. All right, you got me. You got me on that Other one. I'll, I'll take. I'll take the favorites on that one. <laughs> Do you think you see anybody, um, their strategy get affected on a long drive hole? You, especially, I ask because Matthew Wolf is so young. Is he going to get a little more hyped up? Maybe not make his best swing in that scenario. I don't know. I, I think the variance, besides just the two on one, also experience. I, I think I just I'm, I'm leaning all signs on this. This is probably the clearest bet to me. Is leaning towards DJ. I do. Th- I do think there's a situation, and this is, I'm I'm writing the script now, where, you know, Wolf Wolf has for the last couple weeks we've talked about this. I feel like has been disrespected, right? He's kind of been like the fourth man in. It's Rory, it's DJ, it's Ricky, and it's Matthew Wolf. You may not have heard of him. He's this kid from Oklahoma State. Blah 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 blah. Um, and the one thing that he's got, the one weapon that he can compete with a lot of these guys is the driver, and he knows it. And I feel like when he gets to these holes and says, okay, it's my time to unleash the weapon. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> like he might, yeah. he might cut it loose and it might be really ugly or he might just bomb one like 9,000. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I see a scenario where he gets to these holes and he's like, all right, here it is. This is, this is why I'm here. I got one other point on this. All right. I don't know if you follow, you, you likely don't, but if you're in the, in the instruction space, his coach, George Gankus is a rather popular coach uh, i follow on him his, on instagram yeah there you go so this is great you'll see the, his players practice going full speed like they they work on speed so maybe that maybe that youth statement i just made is a little bit off maybe matthew wolf is just as geared up to to really step on one doesn't quite change my opinion but 
you're 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 right with his talent with the driver. It is a little bit scary, but I'm still taking the two on one fast break. I think I'm with you on that. I get two cracks at it versus one. All right, yeah. Greg. Um, we've got to get we've got to get on the record. We got to make picks for this, uh, and we're gonna do it on the other side. So we're gonna take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. All right, we're back. Greg, we've gone through each and every wacky prop available for the driving relief for this match on Sunday. And now we've got to tell who's going to win it. Um, I've already, well, I'll tell you that story. I've made two bets by accident, but I have uh, investment in this. I'll reveal that. Where, but where are you, where are you going, Greg? Uh, Rory and DJ minus 220 to win it. Ricky and Wolf plus 190. It's complicated. <laughs> Here's yeah, why. Here's why. Typically, we've talked we talked about this all the time when it came to fantasy, when it came to betting on on regular PGA Tour tournaments. Re- really, bet- betting to win more so than um, than than fantasy golf. But uh, my philosophy is, you don't bet for odds, right? You you bet for who you think is really going to win. You try to reason your way through who who's going to win. You bet on them, whether they're six to one or eighteen to one or twenty five to one. This scenario because it's so unknown, in my opinion, it's so unknown, is a little bit more open. And now the odds, in my mind, kind of come into play. And now I'm thinking about the odds. So my, my instinct is, uh, is to take Ricky and Wolf. 
I think Wolf's a probably underrated talent. And in a single round, I think he can compete with these players, maybe not over 72 holes. Um, but for 18 holes, I think he can. I think Ricky, I know I, the one scorecard I've seen from Ricky during the layoff is a 61 <laughs> playing with Justin Thomas. So I, he can go low and he's played Seminole a bunch. I know, I know Rory has too. And they, they all have really with the exception of Wolf. So I, I lean towards the underdog here, but you're talking about betting against Rory McIlroy. Yeah. And you know, you're the, the end of this round is going to be so important. Cream tends to rise to the top. The longer the event goes on, I think the more talented players will show up and start winning some of these holes. Did you just talk yourself out of this? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I had this planned out beforehand. I kind of said it backwards in my delivery here, but I think, I think that Rory and DJ are a smart bet overall. Cause I think seven, 16, 17, 18 are going to be really important. So I think I would bet Rory and DJ, unless you're going to take my philosophy where you bet across the board, everything underdog and just try to kind of chip away at it and, and win a couple of with, with some better odds. All right. I don't mind that. And that's, and I do think whatever bet you make here determines what bets you're going to make in other places. Um, about five days ago, I convinced myself that in a situation where we have no idea where their games are at. And the only thing we've kind of seen from Ricky is he's been playing really, really well uh, that I was going to bet the underdog. So I, I like that Ricky can, can get hot with a putter that's dangerous in match play. I, I embraced the volatility of golf and said, this is a skins game over 18 holes. Anything can, you could conceivably win like four holes and win the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Anything can happen here. So I'm going to take the value and take Ricky and Wolf. I've already bet it. Then I forgot I bet it, Greg, because I bet it like while we were on a show and I forgot I did it and I came back and bet it again. So I'm in twice. I'm in twice on Ricky and Wolfie. I'll give you a lot of credit, Rick. You have been on (laughs) ever since this news broke. You've been underdog. You take the underdog. You take. So I'll give you a lot of credit for that. and I think there's a strategy where that fits. So I, I can accept it. I think if you're going to bet just the winner, I think you take Rory and Rory and DJ. All right. Well, Sunday night, we will find out and we will talk through it. Uh, join us Sunday evening. Also, don't forget to ask your smart speaker to play the First Cut Golf podcast. I did that the other day. It was creepy and awesome. Uh, I'd like to thank Greg Ducharme at The Real GFD. I'm Rick Gaiman at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll see you next time.